Together, growing in faith, changing communities. Dear friends, today I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Luke chapter 19 from verse 45 to verse 48. This is when Jesus enters Jerusalem. There are a few things that are important to me in this uh, passage. Jesus enters Jerusalem and obviously he had made up his mind that he wants to go to Jerusalem. And when he enters Jerusalem, the first place he goes to is to a temple. Now, we need to make a distinction. Jesus comes back from home. He comes from Nazareth. He comes from Galilee. He comes from Capernaum. He comes from uh, Caesarea Philippi. He has traveled. Now, he's going to meet his destiny. And that's an important thing. He goes to meet his destiny. But how does he meet his destiny? He meets his destiny. Obviously, he's afraid. He's terrified. You pick this up in the Gospel of Luke, where Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane, and he prays to God. And in that agony, he says, Lord, take away this chalice. Remove this cup from me without me drinking it. But let not my will be done, but your will be done. And so in here, I find a distinction. I find transition. Jesus transitioning from baby Jesus into the adult Jesus. From the comfort of his own, of his home, into the unknown place. From the place of great comfort to a place of great destruction. And I'm seeing how Jesus journeys within himself in order to fulfill that which he believes is his vocation in life. And so as Jesus goes into Jerusalem, obviously many things might have happened in his mind. And so he goes to, to the temple, to the place where there is God. And if you go into a Jewish culture, the temple holds a very important place in their religion because it is a place where the Ark of the Covenant is. It is a place that has the presence of Yahweh. And so till today, most Jews will still go and wail and pray uh, at the wall of the temple because they still believe that the presence of God resonates and still exists in that place. Why would Jesus go to the temple? He goes there to reconnect with God. And I want to argue that he goes there in order to offer himself once again to God as a living sacrifice. And he goes there to do what his mother had done 33 years ago. Let your will be done. Behold, I am your servant. Let your word be accomplished in my life. And so I look into my own life and I say, when have I made that fundamental decision to offer myself to God? To offer all that I am. Go back to that beautiful song. Take my heart and let it be. Consecrate it, Lord, to you. Take my all. Use it for your own glory. And I see this in Jesus. But I also see Jesus reconnecting to God and say, Lord, I am here to find strength. The journey I heard is unknown. The journey I heard it's frightening. The journey I heard has lots of issues. 
but I need you to be with me. That's what Jesus does. And I'm looking into our own lives and I'm asking, where do you drain? Where do you rather gather your strength? Where do you draw strength from? Because sometimes your life could become a little bit hard. Sometimes what we've been doing all along can become unbearable. Family life can be difficult. Married life can be difficult. Raising children can be difficult. Working with people can be difficult. And so where do you draw your strength from? Where do you find purpose to live? What ignites you? Who gives you the reason to smile again? Who gives you the reason to try and to get at it again? Who gives you the reason to keep going? Because sometimes, dear brothers and sisters, things do become difficult. Things do become unbearable. The other thing that I also find absolutely amazing with Jesus' entry into Jerusalem is that as he enters into Jerusalem, going into the temple, he says, you have turned my father's house into the den of robbers. This is supposed to be a house of prayer. Now, there are two things. There is the reality and there is a dream. The reality is, this is no longer a house of prayer. It has become the den of robbers. The dream, the ideal, the purpose, this was meant to be the house of prayer. And I look into my own life. Am I living the reality? Am I re living the dream, the purpose? Because sometimes I know what I'm supposed to be. I know how I'm supposed to be living. I know what I'm doing. And so I'm asking myself, am I living what God intended for me? Am I living my purpose or am I living something else? Have I gone out of that which was meant for me? And so I talk about realignment. I talk about coming back on track. I talk about finding myself once again. A, a rediscovering of oneself once again. What about our own marriage? Is this what we signed up for? When I said I do, is this what I signed up for? When I said I wanted to start a family, is this what I signed up for? When I said I want to become a priest, is it what I signed up for? When I said I want to work with you, is this what I signed up for? And the question we need to ask, sometimes we need to ask crucial uncomfortable questions in order to get the truth. And I need to ask myself, why am I still here? Why am I doing that which I'm doing? You know, sometimes in life, we need to use the, the business principle. We do that which gives profit. In business, that's what you do. And so in our spiritual lives, we need to say, whatever I'm, I'm, I'm doing, am I growing? Am I becoming a better person? Am I coming closer to God? That is, that's a profit. That's important. Am I, is my relationship with God becoming more greater? Is my relationship with God becoming more than what it was before? And, and so th those questions are important. And so I love what Jesus does though. He sees the reality. He knows the dream. He knows the, the purpose. And he says, you are not living that which was meant to be. 
And so I look into my own life and I can say the same thing. But Tabalani, you're not living that which you are called to be. You are not living that which God has planted into your heart. And what does Jesus do? He gets rid of all the things that he doesn't want. And that is an important thing. How many of us have the courage to clean our own houses without being afraid of what people will do or say? How many of us can choose the truth? How many of us are prepared to forego and to leave and to get rid of toxic people? Of people who are always negative. Of people who drain life out of you. Out of your marriage. Out of the lives of your children. How many of us are ready and brave enough to take a stance. And say not today. Not to my children. Not to my family. Not to my marriage. How many of us can do that? And I love what Jesus does. He's brave enough to say, I cannot stand this. I cannot tolerate this. You know, the the, the sad thing, my dear brothers and sisters, is that evil continues to grow because good people do nothing. We commit a sin of omission. We should have spoken. We should have done something, but we didn't. Look at how many domestic violence and abuse is taking place around our own neighborhoods, in our own church communities, in our own families. And we don't want to talk about it. We just go hush-hush. This this topic nobody wants to talk about. And yet we see it and we know it. You know, we, we, we we are accepting it as a norm that in South Africa... Women and children are abducted and they are raped and they are violated. And we want to do marches. That's all we want to do. But we're silent about it. And so what are we doing? How are we changing the curve? Marches are important to make society aware. But then once they are aware, what do we do? I mean, the people who do the things that they do, They come from communities. Drugs are being sold on our own streets to our own children. And so what do we do to change the curve? What do we do to fight that which we know is not the reality? How do I work around it? And how do I get the strength from Jesus? And Jesus says, not not in my father's house, not to me, not now. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.